Right. Um, this is the very first mini series we have focused entirely on business, and we are looking to explore different aspects, different perspectives that about um, business, business, business gurus here at NTM, and how exactly what their challenges have been over the past, and how they have overcome them, and explore just, just, just get really fun insights and. Um, ideas from them. So this is the very first episode that I said earlier and it is titled Founders Gate. So um Gate is basically the manner at which like the way of working you can check it's, it's spelled G A I T. And Founders Gate means the way of the founder. Like that is the meaning we give it to I mean give to it. So um we and my name is Ayobami Bambuye again. Uh, I'm sure you guys are already tired of me. But I have someone here which would add a very interesting new novel mix to the whole thing. And she is none other than Ebon. Ebon Alami. So yeah, um just a quick overview. Um piggybacking off what Ayobami just said. So Business Cape is a podcast program where we discuss with scholars from within the class on topics issues around running a business in Nigeria. In this program, we aim to crystallize the collective views of the NSP, NSP students as regards building and developing solutions in Nigeria. So um, we would like for our guests to introduce themselves. We have three amazing scholars in the house tonight. And we'll start with Bolu, a brief introduction. Well, which Bolu? Like, <laughs> we need to that. Oh, yeah, I put that. <laughs> okay. Hi, my name is Boluwati Feolojo, and I'm a marketing and sales professional. I have dabbled in building companies as well as owning small businesses across different industries, and I'm happy to be here. So, thank you for cool. having me. Thank you. Yeah, my name is Jordan Ajibola. Um, I work as a product manager. Um, I've tried building a couple of startups. The only ones that have been successful are, you know, working with Cocoon and working with Ruby's, um, the first um, digital bank in Nigeria. Um, mind not start, what else do I do? I work with tech people, I like building, so yeah. Alright, Bolo. Bolo Atifari wise in I have experience across operations management, strategy development, and business development. Um, for me, uh, my key passion is around building solutions that solve um, problems at scale. For me, the very first question I ask myself is, can this solve you know uh, problems in millions? So for me, um, I'll stop there. Cool. Nice. So um, I think we should start with everyone just telling us briefly what business. We already like gave a brief introduction, but I know that Bolu has a couple of startups to into. Bolu has not really talked to us about business per se, so I'd like for you guys to just 
tell us a little about the businesses you run. Okay, um, so I have a startup called Versecom. It's in the infrastructure space. And we basically enable smart cities. So anything that a smart city needs to run, we can make it happen. So we started yeah. by providing public access to free Wi-Fi and it has gradually become infrastructure, setting up um, internet access at different points, um, also building low-cost co-working spaces across Lagos State-owned parks and other um, contractual infrastructure businesses that come our way. Um, so far, Verscom has raised over 500,000 USD in the time that we've been in the market. We've worked with clients across, you know, we have Cisco partners, we've worked with IHS, we've worked with ATC, Google, just to mention a few. And then there's also Go Ads Africa. At Verscom, I work in my capacity as a chief marketing officer. So I ensure that people know about the business and that we are able to liaise on a B2B level with our clients. Um, at Go Ads Africa, Go Ads Africa is very simple. We help brands buy and track advertising. So Go Ads Africa has been in business since the, um, 2019. And year on year, we've done over 100K USD in revenue. Cool. Or, profit to see cool. and we basically work with clients like MTN, Suzuki, Mitsubishi, Lord's Jane and different brands like that to help them reach their customers in the most profitable and most affordable way for them and so far in that journey we've um, continued to work with clients and we continue to make advertising easier for them so the general idea of what I do I'm basically like the general manager at so I run the operations, mm-hmm. uh, lasting with partners, channel owners, finding vendors, mm-hmm. finding clients as well, and just basically ensuring that people know about the brand. Um, and there's also Talent Distro, which I just founded with my best friend. Um, we're basically helping young marketing professionals access opportunities. And that's pretty much what we started in January. So far, we have about five paying clients and it's growing. And also, there's Shop Minimalist, which is my retail arm, where I sell lifestyle items. So we not only sell those products, we also um, build some products like furniture, ladders, and different things that can help around the home. Uh, but bringing people closer to home goods and services. Wow. What is that's, that's, as a, that's <laughs> not I don't think that's <laughs> 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 Just a disclaimer. I'm not really a business person like these people. So like um, for me, like um I'm just starting a couple. Um sorry some things have failed as I said before. Um so right now the first thing is high charge. So what we want to do is to help people track how much they're spending on electricity so that they can save costs. Um, so we do that with um, machine learning and recording how much you're consuming and converting it to Naira, basically. So instead of you seeing that I'm consuming, you know, a thousand kilowatt an hour or ten, you're seeing that I'm consuming twelve thousand Naira stuff like that. So we're working on that. Um, we're preparing for a seed round or a pre-seed round currently. Um, another thing I'm working on right now is um, deliver where we want to help, where we want to solve the problem with logistics. But we're still in the minimal stage there. I think that's like, that's all for me. You know, um, yeah. 
one thing about Jordan is I'm always very excited about like his ideas. I find a couple, a couple still. Let's say under the road. No, no, not exactly under the road, but we're still in the like very work stage and very very amazing. So don't just it's probably just bringing the ones that that I don't know just just a very small portion. <laughs> of no, I think I think the interesting thing is that most of the ideas are directly targeting a visible problem mm-hmm. like power the passports mm-hmm. on um deliver mm-hmm. so i think that's very interesting they say call it user centered mm-hmm. user centered uh, i'm getting motivated you know uh from bolu through uh you know jordan i'm back to bolu okay yeah <laughs> you know uh so uh, for me, as I said, um, the very core, very first principle for me is um, solutions that probably could um, affect millions. Mm-hmm. I've a part of me and um, every solution I work on has a social side to it. So I start um, with the, um, one of um, the startup I, I co-founded um, called Scrapace. And basically, um, Scrapace um, helps individuals and businesses get paid for their recyclables. Okay, so recyclables is a very wide range of um, stuff. We work as high as, you know, um, something, uh, your plastic, mm-hmm. um, cans, even to things as serious as a um, ship that uh, basically whatever it is, be it across metal and mm-hmm. everything, will allow you to you know, get paid for it. Mm-hmm. Because we have, as far as Nigeria is concerned, even mm-hmm. as within developing nations, mm-hmm. there are so many assets that are out of use that are basically just taking space. Mm-hmm. And basically what we have been able to do with our system, both offline and online system, is we've been able to create a system that allows um, bodies, individuals, organizing to get paid for this. So our solution um, cut across uh, the USSA system, mm-hmm. web and uh, mobile app. Mm-hmm. So depending on the user personnel that we are trying to attend to at time, mm-hmm. um, we, we do that. Also have a wallet system incorporated into what we do, which basically allows um, our customers um, get paid and they can decide to do whatever they want to do with the system. So you can transfer to your bank account mm-hmm. or even do as soon as recharge your phone directly. So um, why why we do that is we know that we are facing um, people across from the lowest part of the pyramid mm-hmm. to the top part and we want to give solutions that everybody can easily connect to it. So um, over the past um, six months, mm-hmm. in terms of um, um, volume of, because one of our key um, target KPIs. or KPIs are the number of volume of material we've been able to you know recover mm-hmm. and the amount we've been able to pay out and the number of you know persons that you know we've engaged because for me I said very solution like push-ups the social side is really big for for whatever I do. So over the past um, six months we'll be growing 20, 25% month in month. Um, as um, regarding um, funds um, we've um, raised um, over 200 USD in terms of um, angel, angel round, we are currently doing our seed um, racing, which we completed in the next three months. Um, I guess I should stop for that on the track so I don't take uh, too much time. Okay, um, so um, I have um, under, um, another staff up um, because uh, my first degree, you know, is in sorry. Um, earth sciences, that is geosciences, so I have some very deep connection with it. So the name of startup is called MindStick. What MindStick basically allows you to do is um, to, you know, to invest in solid minerals. 
Okay. okay. So, um, so basically, what we do is we have partnerships across. Um, majorly, uh, uh, we don't even look at uh, people. We do. We allow individuals. Which if you, have, if you have been in the mining community before, you have people that refer to as the artisanal miners. Mm-hmm. So basically, this set of persons, uh, as far as Nigeria is concerned, in fact, not just Nigeria, um, as far as the world is concerned, these people are responsible for over ninety-eight percent of the recovered. Um, what's it called, um, minerals that you get out. Mm-hmm. They are so dispersed in the wild, but there is a problem of market access, and also there is a problem of doing what they do effectively. Um, the Nigerian government has tried as much as possible to formalize the system, but um, it has not really worked, because the system needs tools and support to really work. And basically that's what Mind State does. We allow this set of questions to empower them, help them to recover more of what they do. So we work across, sorry, tin and tantalite, Mm-hmm. Um, kaolin and a few other minerals that you know we deal with and on the other hand we allow individuals you know invest in this um, you know uh, what's it called in this mineral sources so basically we are just a bridge that allows these guys source it effectively and allow both individual organizations that need these um, materials they you know want to use and allow them to connect and basically mm-hmm. we've been doing that um, since um, early 2019 and you know we've worked with a number of you know clients and locals and it's growing at the space um what that's 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 that, that's that's uh, yeah yeah so for me it's it's about um this set of miners um mm-hmm. they have access to the land they number of some of them you know um die off especially when we have some persons that work from jobs mining team and you know because they do this thing without basic scientific understanding most of them get you know deep inside you so some of them die of analytes mm-hmm. and yeah and tin happens to be without tin none of us we have a mobile phone yeah it's like the major company and these guys are the one you know powering a few things that we see all around and you know they don't have a system to um really get the best of what they do so um i guess uh, um last one i'll be mentioning is is in the fashion tech space. Mm-hmm. It's called Adera. Mm-hmm. Okay. So Adera basically um, is an end-to-end system that allows you to um, write from the comfort of your own via office. Um, all that for um, and basically what Adera does for you is um, we've created a system that allows you to drive from the comfort of your home or anywhere you can capture your image during your front and your side image mm-hmm. this machine learning ai system mm-hmm. origin um, your body measurement gets automatically captured mm-hmm. and we have a system that allows you to select from an area of design i don't have time i'll have you know explain how you know the system completely is on design and right from design you know you are connected with vetted designers mm-hmm. so um, we have a system of also cool. You know, vetting designers and right from vetting of designers, uh, you get connected to. Um, we currently have you know API plugged in the Kiwi. I don't even know the startup and to logistics. So basically, it allows you to you know capture yourself, get your body mail without you needing to visit Telos, get connected to um, Telos, mm-hmm. and also you know get your attire delivered to your home. Um, into and you meet to your system. That's 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 really good. I find what you do very interesting and very noble because you on the very high level you focus on building systems that helps um help help solve infrastructure problems across recyclables, across materials like commodities basically, like mini commodity market and um across like define I mean fashion industry. I find that very noble because like there is just a lot of shit going on there here in Nigeria. Um which has a question. Yeah, so everyone kind of touched on seeds, um, seed, pre-seed um, funding, right? So for the um, 
a listener that doesn't know what that is, can someone just explain briefly what? I think someone has raised two hundred thousand dollars. Is it five hundred thousand dollars? Hmm. Let me press I don't know. Okay. Okay, so I know it's, it's, it's a question that most time I get a whole lot also. Yeah. So um, for for any founder, um, especially for tech inclined businesses, you start from pre-seed. Mm-hmm. Um, pre-seed basically is at a stage whereby you are just still coming out out. Maybe you find some persons have not formed out your product yeah. yet. So that round cannot quote unquote does not get invested in by institutional investors. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So you get people like that refers to as friends and families mm-hmm. and angels. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. So these are people that can basically, you know, help take uh, you through the process of ideation into product development mm-hmm. and in a bit finding you know product market fit. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. All right. So basically, um, I'll say that's your seat, uh, precinct, you know, stage. Basically, um, friends and family, and sometimes fools, fund and uh, angels. So um, cool. angel invested that. Then you can then move. So you're able to eat your, you know, your mini KPIs and um, some high level traction. Um, you can then move into a state that refers to that seed stage. So some um, um, venture capitalists. And sometimes you know invest in seed stage, but not everyone. So your seed stage usually is a mixture of you know angels and some venture capitalists mm-hmm. that do early stage startups. Cool. Mm-hmm. Okay. And, and following that, like VC is then like uh-huh. you then get so, uh-huh. VCs, right? so immediately you are able to uh, you know eat your KPIs and get mm-hmm. very serious traction. You know you can then go into the series. So the very first one is series A, mm-hmm. which this majorly is you know a venture capitalist round, mm-hmm. whereby you know, institutional investors can then come in. You know at that point you have structure, you have your, uh, your product, and you know at that point you find a pretty market fit. But aside right. from series A, there is B. So yes, and so yeah, yeah. So there, 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 there are questions around that. Although there are no specific caps, I've seen you know startups in India isn't even series G. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So, but, but on, the, on on a standard, mm-hmm. uh, most startups, especially uh, apart from the fact if you are not a unicorn, mm-hmm. you most likely will not go you know um, beyond series A. So, um, okay. It's okay. it's not there's no it's not a cap or okay. rule there. Okay. So, but you know, um, if if you are a unicorn startup, maybe like the likes of Flutter and the likes, you know, um, you get to see okay, let's go beyond series to go to series B, so okay. C. And on the as a rule of thumb. Most time, once you get into this business, most of the time we use IPO. Okay. okay. I think I think okay. it actually depends on your your business strategy. If you want to be, if you want to go towards IPO or not, I think that now, or if you want to be acquired, okay. so that determines like how you go into the seed round. So for some people, they just want to be unicorns and never IPO and be private companies that'll just be making money. Okay. So it depends on your strategy. I think that's what determines your series. Yeah. Cool. Cool. Your round um, so we it's 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 given your experience over the years. I'm very sure there are like some challenges you have faced. Like I'm very sure you probably are like trying to fix one right now. And and while this thing builds your confidence in terms of like since you've solved these things times and over again, you're like yeah, whatever comes right. But but there um I you would admit I mean you would agree with me that there are some challenges that stand out for you like regardless of when exactly it happened maybe five years ago but it stands out because of the impact and perhaps the amount of learning you took out of it so we are trying to like just drill down to those 
what were the challenges that really had you or really really the highlight of your business experience and business development and product development experience? I think for me, for me yeah, I think first is like customers' behavior. Um, I think the way Nigerians behave or the way they adopt products is very different from like um, foreign people or white people. The reason I'll say that is that you know, like they, those, they just build a product and they can get 10 people and 10 people just expands like that. I've not seen any product that is like that in Nigeria. It's not like that. They don't adopt it like that. That's one. So like the, the spending pattern. So like you can you can say, okay, I want my customers to pay 100 naira. If they give you 10, if they give you just 10 naira, <laughs> I think that's I think I think it's very difficult to get money out of them. I think it's very difficult. Then I also third the government agency. So working with Rubies for right now we're still shut down by CBN like over a long like it's, it's almost um, almost half a year already where they shut us down. Nobody has said anything. You know what I said? Anything just silent. So I think, I think those are like three for me. So the startup is just um, old. Yeah, it's just like just there. Like everybody just there. It was really like it was getting traction like. So actually, yeah, we were actually trying to raise, you know, seed funding or we were about to raise and we were valued at like $50 million already. So like being on hold for six months, I think that would um, affect valuation. And also, um, like the challenges you mentioned earlier, how exactly do you try to work around? Like given Nigerian government situation, like that's very, very difficult to work around, right? But, but as regards the customer, like relationship and others, like adoption. Yeah, how exactly do you work around that? Well, I think it's to iterate very fast. Um, and have let your customers be your very good friends. Like when I mean your friends, not you should be friend. You should develop a type of relationship where you can quickly test them. Oh, how is this working? Is this working? And let them be very truthful mm-hmm. to you. If not, like you just be building something that's very nice in your head. Mm-hmm. And I think like we always forget that you know our customers might not be as tech savvy as um, you know foreign people. So there are things that you use like Instagram and like maybe like three years ago. Like, oh, this is very nice. This is, let me build it. I've had people. I want to build Instagram for Nigeria. I want to build this Snapchat for like, you know, like it's just you. It's, that's not what your customers need. They're still trying to. And for the spending patterns, like I think we all know that disposable income for Nigeria is quite low. Yeah. So um, it has to be on a very needs basis. So you have to, you have to use some type of. Um, strategy or tactic. Emotional connection. Yeah, emotional. I'll just, let me just, you know, let me just drop this. Or let me, it's not even bad. Or you make it a societal, a social status thing. Ooh. So like using Uber, yeah. when Uber started, um, I think, how would I use Uber? It's so expensive. Are ah, you a big boy? Are using Uber? Now everybody's using Uber. And then inflation is high, everything is high. You know, people are still using it, spending it like that. So I think, what, what, what? I think that that's how we went through it. That, yeah. Cool. Challenges around running business in Nigeria. Um, so I think that we don't have like a support culture in Nigeria. Mm-hmm. Do you mean and customers, family, friends? So let me just let me like let me explain what I'm trying to say. So support culture in terms that you want to start a business mm-hmm. in Nigeria. There's no community like product homes. Or like if you go abroad and there's so many forums, so many communities that already have resources available for you to launch your business successfully. There's like Nigeria now, the only kind of support that you get, like for example now, if you're in the advertising industry, the advertising committees or the gathering that they have is on Wednesday you can pay money. 
Now ways that they can help your businesses grow. Mm. Do you understand? So Nigeria, that's a pop culture that we're lacking. Also now goes to the government as well. Like there's no okay for your first three years in business, you don't have to pay this or that. Mm. Or for your first three years in business, come to this hub and work. There's no like in America now, if you start a business today, there's so many ways that you can raise money. In same for parts of Europe, like in Nigeria, that support is lacking. Like the ecosystem is so tiny that the people that are there, they're like elephants and you're like ants. So to get into their circle even, like when they now become fund managers, they give money to only people that they know. And then you continue to see how it goes. Like the support is not strong enough until maybe you're very popular. And you find that the difference between a business going under and then a business doing well mm-hmm. is in the support that you get. Mm-hmm. And like now for my business now, we don't have like any issues in terms of getting customers and all of that. But if we don't raise money at a certain point, we're going to go under. And it's not because yeah. the business is not working. We have customers. But then we didn't get the support that we needed, whether it was from the government, whether it was from the society or the ecosystem that we belong to. That's about culture is lacking. When you start a business, everybody's telling you how it will not work. Mm-hmm. As opposed to cheering you on and seeing how they can help. And then you see somebody, you're meeting with somebody telling them to invest in your business. They're tweeting, who is working in this space? The space that you're pitching. You're mm-hmm. pitching renewable energy and they're like, who is working in renewable energy in Nigeria? So maybe they like the idea. They just don't like you. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of my party, my party that goes on in Nigeria as well and you know your investors are giving their French children money and I mean obviously you give money to who you know but at the end of the day like you need to give chance and room for other people to grow so that support culture is lacking even your family you're selling bag on Instagram they cannot share it to their story they are forming for you they until you blow maybe one celebrity but where's your bag you can't start saying that's my girl that's my cousin that's my family friend so I feel like that that just that disconnect alone is like a major challenge because even, even when you go to the market, there, there's just that energy that, I don't know this person, she's new, I'm not buying from her, or, or I've not come to this market before, so let me scan around for who can um, grovel the most, or things like that. Just that whole willingness to support people, support businesses, support ideas. That's like, like Jordan said, before you get 10 naira from a Nigerian, yeah. <laughs> you will walk, you will show that your business is. Mm-hmm. So, I have a question. Um, yeah. Would you say it's a trust thing? I think it's a trust thing. Like this whole, um, the whole support thing. I, I would say it's like more of a trust thing. Like you want to buy who you trust because there's a lot of. So your family okay. member now will not buy back from you because they don't trust you. No, 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 family member. Like you know, going to the market so, now. I try. Sorry, just going to the market now and then say, ah, I'm not buying from this person. I'm buying from this. I think it's a strong trust thing. I think like there's a lack of trust in Nigeria or in, in Nigeria. Like we don't. Or they're just plenty bad, Bele. You don't think so? I think it's a trusting. I think... Because, for example, now, if I if, if my friend is doing something and I am aware that my friend is doing this thing, the least I can do is tell other people about it, right? Or just buy. If I decide not to do that, why would I not do that? Okay, I... I okay. Let me clarify where I'm coming from. But I was actually coming from the investment part, part okay. where I will not just invest in you because well, I'm But Americans do that. Investment. So, Americans. So, I mean, look at It's not even a due diligence. They've never, even, they've never even seen her products before, at least my own. Like, we be doing Ken Lab now. We were like, like, where's your MVP? Where's your MVP? Please don't raise money from the people that have invested money. But don't you think she's some type of credibility? She was 19. 19. She has not been any form of credibility. 
bit. She's not even twenty-five yet. And I was going back. She's twenty-two or three now. Something I want to put put out there is that you you build it the same type of business in Nigeria or Africa, and it's valued way less than if you do it abroad. I think Bolu can talk about that more. But I agree with you about support. But trust, I think trust is a huge factor. I think. We're not too trusted. So uh, in America, they trust you first till you prove otherwise. In Nigeria, first you win trust, then we now we cannot talk. Do you get so it's also a cultural thing. Yeah, so Jordan, you are really spot on as regarding um the trust level um that we have within the ecosystem here. Yeah. Um, well I also say the ecosystem is also just growing to maturity. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, the truth is I you know uh, we, we used to just joke about it. Um, as you just mentioned, uh, you know, ideas just on each deck without mm-hmm. any, they don't even have a UI or any product, um, you know, in any form. Mm-hmm. And pitch, ordinary, ordinary pitch deck, we know, we raise, you know, um, <laughs> in the end of this person mm-hmm. 10 million USD. Well, you know, but yourself that um, raised, that have, have product already in market, you have tractions, you have users. In fact, you have, you know, um, at least considerable revenue traction and you are growing. And you know you 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 get to have investors uh, meeting and engagement, and they'll be telling you that you know um, your valuation is this, and if you want to invest, they pay. The price uh, is like I do like the yeah. And also, you find that those investors go to other markets and invest way more. Number one, and then number two, those investors sometimes they find an SPV and then they launch the exact same business that you're doing, right? So somebody refuses to invest in your advertising business. Next thing you see their business that is in logistics or something random doing advertising as well because they see that the idea makes money and it's very common in the ecosystem, very, very common. A lot of angel investors go ahead and invest in other businesses and then you're like, is this not my business? And then you find out that the founders are just some people that they brought together to run that idea. Maybe because they didn't trust you and then, it's just a lot like lot yeah, the challenges it's, it's, are really it's, it's, endless. It's, 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 you know, I, I'm saying this because I've experienced uh-huh. it. In fact, this week, uh, today's Monday, I mean, okay. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, you, 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 you have a product that's already generating, you know, um, wherever you need it, say you have a, you know, um, what's it called, market and all, uh-huh. and then you and you are just raising. Because a rule of thumb within your precedent seed, at least you shouldn't give out. Obviously, sorry for using that word, be full, but you don't understand how you know equity mm-hmm. system work. Mm-hmm. You shouldn't give more than thirty percent of it. In fact, thirty percent is way out. Because what do you what what do you get to give out when you're raising your CVC and it likes what 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 will your dilution look like? And you see the same investor that are not that that um, are not investing. Quote, I don't want to mention numbers. Not investing something so serious, and they're asking for you know. Mm-hmm. Um, something mm-hmm. ridiculous, mm-hmm. and it, it's it's something is the problem in the market, and also um, in fact the quote unquote um, angels that we have, they really do. They are not in the in the same climb. Angels invest. It's not really the goal, it's not really angel investing that we really are like, for real for real. <laughs> so I don't know why you're laughing, I really get to know my You know you remember when you know I'm always mention news. You know, when we had like a, a seminar here and then they're like, oh, if you're looking for investments, you can ring us up, make sure you have your pitch deck, your working products, your traction, and, <laughs> and then we'll give you seed for it. <laughs> <laughs> and I mean, there's nothing wrong with that. 
It's yeah. just that when you go to YC and you're filling the application, they'll ask you, is this a product that is existing or just mm. an idea? If you put an idea, they can still call you. A lot of the, when I did startups, so a lot of the people I had one-on-one with said that it was just an yeah. idea. They just So many. Mm-hmm. I mean, so the idea. Many. Yes, no. You know, and, and that's the idea of it. Like, if you're investing, you want to solve a problem, mm-hmm. right? And if this problem seems like something that actually needs to be solved, mm-hmm. you'll be interested in investing in it. But the caveat here, have your this, have your that. You know that this product will work. You know that this platform makes sense. Yeah. Why don't you take the leap of faith? But then there's also stories of people collecting money. Yes. And yeah. 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 They are also new hustlers. That's a real thing. And there's so many so, that are floating companies so, just to get money. So there's so many of them on Twitter. Mm-hmm. So many. Mm-hmm. So, 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 one of our advisors, I guess, it, 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 it's a two way question for you. So, one of our advisors, you know, um, also said he has faced that, you know, at, at, at the beginning of uh, early stage, you know, I'm talking about, uh, you know, 2014, 2013, 2012, uh-huh. but you know, uh, and a number of them because of that, because they've got their hand burnt with the uh, the, the pullback. Some sort of pullback system, and you know, in a uh, it's causing serious, you know, um, ache for you know the ecosystem growth, mm-hmm. yeah. And mm-hmm. you know, you know, there are you know, system and structures to really check and balance this out, mm-hmm. you know. Uh, you know, why can because of this issue of valuation and headache, mm-hmm. you know, uh, introduce instruments like save mm-hmm. start of 500 will call their own version of save key mm-hmm. supplements. And to really help out because one of the key things, especially at seed and precious stages, what's your valuation? And um, a company that's, that's especially when you are dealing uh, in market that has not if it's fintech, literally there are structures and you know and mm-hmm. framework to already value mm-hmm. and like so if you are in, in clean tech in fashion thing and like that, you know, you don't really have such you know um a development system and like so it really causes problem. Mm-hmm. I and one of the uh, issues with people that invest at early stage is that the number of um, them also have not really catch up with you know what's happening outside. So for example I can remember introducing a sieve to an Indian investor. I said he doesn't know. I still sent him um, what was it called the YC documentation and like so I sent also um, documentation by Star of 500. I see at the meeting but they are not comfortable with this sense. And you then you tend to ask yourself if standardized instruments, investment instruments like this, they can't really cope with it and they still want to and they are pushing to value at something that doesn't make sense. Mm-hmm. It creates serious bottlenecks. Mm-hmm. Um, just, just to add to what you're saying, um, I feel when I know that um, there, are, there are quite a number of founders, as Bully said over Twitter, that are uh, pretty floating. <laughs> that number is a lot. Yeah, exactly. But, but the thing is, it's not just in Nigeria, right? Like, it happens in the Nigeria. US. Yeah, it's and, not just and, and they grow over too. this. Yeah. Even there is this VC, I don't know, rule of thumb that they just look for quantity. Like, as many startups as possible, right? Because maybe just one or two or just like a few percentage, very small percentage will like make it. But I feel we are not able, our VC ecosystem, our investor ecosystem is not able to bounce back from like this, like one-off. I I would say one-off, right? Like from this, um, their experiences with these founders and these floating companies. So, Mm -hmm. but um, 
that's another story for another day. Um, yeah. So to wrap up, um, I'll just like for us to briefly share the things that we'd like to see that we feel will make us more comfortable or make our businesses thrive better in Nigeria. So um, what do you think has to be in place for investors to trust um, founders more? Or what has to be in place for customers to be more willing to buy? These issues are quite deep, but I'll just like to hear uh, tiny bits and pieces here and there. Um, so I think that the, the truth of the matter is we need to be kinder to ourselves as a community in general. Like you don't always have to like give me money. Mm-hmm. Like a lot of times that like, you see Nigerian founders come outside to do seminars and talks and all those things. It's when international brands organize those events, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. They need to be more willing like to share their own experience, right? So if you just do an article once a month, something I really like about Paul Graham, that's one of the, mm-hmm. that's the single YC. He just shares his experiences. Mm-hmm. Like sometimes, a new a startup will raise money and then he just put a link of an actually wrote about that startup about mm-hmm. not believing in it mm-hmm. and then everybody's saying that this is a YC startup go for it and all those kind of things like it guides you you have resources available mm-hmm. like see product hunts now you can launch your product on it mm-hmm. you like all those platforms, all those communities, they are ready, readily available. Mm-hmm. We need to replicate those kind of things here, mm-hmm. right? And then we need to decentralize. Fintech is not the only thing that's... Mm-hmm. Even, honestly, Fintech is not even a <laughs> as much problem as mm-hmm. it is poverty. Mm-hmm. You can't mm-hmm. Fintech your way out of poverty, mm-hmm. right? We have mm-hmm. healthcare, we have... You see so many funds mm-hmm. that have so much money. When you go to some of these funding guys and you check the, the kind of companies that they are investing in other countries, is in renewable energy, is in sustainable like products, is in different things that, that way beyond fintech. Well, mm-hmm. We're not sophisticated, you know, fintech is our best bet. Yeah. E-commerce yeah. is poor. We don't even have, we can't say we have a very strong e-commerce platform in Nigeria mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. you can go and buy everything you need. Mm-hmm. So the challenge is the things that, like, I feel like we need to have like a two, three, two, kind of formula that okay if you as an investor have done two fintech you have to do two <laughs> and then maybe three in agri-tech and like that, like, hey. just to add to that i think that like everyone keeps missing the fact that these tech solutions are not directly most of them aren't directly yeah, addressing so the issue of poverty mm-hmm. and how might we actually solve the issue of poverty we actually need to start looking at manufacturing and mm-hmm. actual industrialization and to solve the problem of industrialization in Nigeria, the number one thing has to be power, mm-hmm. right? If there's no power, how do you expect industry so, to thrive? So it was because time so, was in a real Yeah. Why do also talk about one of the key problems for me, which is very pivotal, is what you just highlighted on the problem of infrastructure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Infrastructure. I can tell you the woes that, yeah. for example, especially if you run um, a, a startup that is very oppression heavy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, like the key problem, mm-hmm. right? From you know, engaging with government, exactly. transportation, and mm-hmm. um, power. Mm-hmm. Uh, what we spend on power is not fun. In fact, let me give you an example. <laughs> Our time is really running out. Mm-hmm. I could remember people who have been using generator over the years because we are really mm-hmm. concerned about the nonsense they do. Mm-hmm. We've not, we turn okay, give us meter and let's see what, what's up. Mm-hmm. Do you know that we have not done anything on the meter? It's still there. We are yet to have someone waiting for you know the prepared one to come. <laughs> they charged us close to have okay about fifty k for what something we did not use. <laughs> like you, so the same thing happens to uh, uh operations truck. Mm-hmm. You won't do anything. If, uh, you know our drivers you can't call you literally every time. Mm-hmm. This last mass taking you some, and you have your papers and all. 
As in, so it 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 a really serious. There is a very serious Yeah, and then you know, at, at my um, co-working space, we have an energy lab so that people we have 3D printers, different machines that mm. people can use to test electricity and different things. And you know, we're talking to different people in the ecosystem, and they were telling us that they used to go to Ibado to go and test a battery or a product that they're working on. If it doesn't work, they have to raise that transfer money go come. So even access to places nearby. So we're talking to our partners as LSCTF and they were telling us that they're no longer paying for co-working spaces. They won't start paying for people to go to labs and mm-hmm. places that they can go and either test their products mm-hmm. or build their products because mm-hmm. physical products, we're not, we've not gone past physical products in Nigeria. Mm-hmm. So if a structure even to test something as small as mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. you want to sell for maybe 500 naira to retail, you have yeah. to go to that first. And yeah. you're living in Lagos. Imagine people that enjoy trying to innovate in that same space. Yeah. You know, all those type of things. It's just like the bigger the bigger issue is how are we looking out for each other? Okay, we know we've built an energy lab, mm-hmm. we're going to build a health lab, we're going to build a little farm in Ekbe, mm-hmm. we're going to do this, we're going to do that. How many more businesses are thinking like that? Mm-hmm. Except from this once in a while, 500k you donate. Mm-hmm. What are you really doing to bring other people along in the ecosystem as well? It's, like, very, it's very interesting now. Um, companies like G, mm-hmm. we know they run G Garage, right? Yeah. Where they, um, they, they build products that people are trying to, they build products that people think would solve an actual problem. I expect that seeing how this is a a an area of need, more companies will pitch in or even the government will encourage that. I'm not even sure that G Garage is still running or that they still do their regular yearly cycles. It's just it's it's kind of frustrating to see that even like this the simplest um efforts that some people are putting in is not really like being um encouraged or being promoted because by now manufacturing should not be like you don't have to send every single thing to china like why do you have to anything you want to do you have to if to print pcb um boards in bulk you send to china and bring it back it's it's very disturbing and so i wonder at what point do we actually start making a profit on these things if they all have to go out and mm-hmm. then come back? Mm-hmm. Because the issue with that is, what if you are if you are if you are building your products iteratively, right? Mm-hmm. Um, consider taking to China, bringing back. You've found out your own like thing that you have to change. They send that to China and just come back again. It's not it's, it's, it's. Um, maybe just one more thing before uh, Jordan Jordan speaks. Uh, I I find. Like infrastructure, once we can find solutions to infrastructure, it's going to open a whole new of like your own like opportunities. Because if you look at this, that they built the infrastructure in the around fintech that runs the back backbone of most fintechs in Nigeria right now. If you look at what Helium Health is building, so I find if if we can actually build these infrastructure that do not exist right now across power, across construction, across real estate, it's going to open a new space for software as a service products that they can just plug into the infrastructure that do exist that are already working and are time tested and like reliable to like build solutions and like really really help in terms of like property index so yeah so something i wanted to say on top of what you said actually is that you know people say this thing where they say you know africa is lucky because they don't have to make the mistakes you know um people outside africa have made in in development like they're exposed to do this mm-hmm. thing but you see like i i, I agree with that partially but I also decide agree with that because those mistakes that they've made um have, has allowed them progress yeah. so they they have built infrastructure like physical like roads you know transports mm-hmm. and now they've been able to build on that mm-hmm. now we, we are just seeing um 
a like when they are they are 500 years old they are children and we want to jump from them and which which it's insane it doesn't it doesn't make sense mm-hmm. right so i think i'll say for me the first thing is that the government needs to take a bit more control mm-hmm. like it's it's I think till the government takes some level of control and responsibility, we can. There's only so far we can go because um, for countries that did not lead, um, like America, you know, led the technology development for the world. You could say so for countries like China who tried to catch up and have caught up. What they first do, what they first did, their governments became serious about you know development. They became very serious and they harnessed it. There's something that troubles me, and you know we all do it, so it's fine. Um, how we pay from Africa where we are poor, you know, you know, with poorest continents, we pay um, people in America to advertise to our own people in Africa. <laughs> it's a concept that we all do. We have to do it, right? But yeah. I, I don't like. I don't, in terms of like, in terms of like, pay Google Ads, Facebook. You know, I'm taking Naira and I'm any and I'm giving it to America. You know, that for me to advertise to you that you're beside me. You know, like, it doesn't, you know, these are things that, and then there, there are people that are talking about, um, I think, the digital democracy or some digital liberation where people want to be controlled, be in control, continents want to be in control of their data and whatnot so that they can um, profit from their data because basically, you know, America is making money off the data and stuff. Well, they can hear me, Shah. They can hear what I'm saying. But, <laughs> but, but it's, it's, it's the truth. We need to find ways to keep revenue the, the only way to make money is to increase revenue and reduce expenditure and till we do that that's where we're going somewhere so our government helps i think we're all we can just do is hustle just hustle it and just walk around i don't be hopeful and as bola said be more supportive to ourselves um i think that's the only thing we can do yes thank you guys so much for making this episode it has been an interesting conversation we look forward to the next episode thank you guys for listening um we hope that you've learned to your two things and you're inspired to start While we are doing this, I, I, I would like to prevent you know, we don't hit the table because it causes noise for size. Um And also, um, let's keep our phone, put our phone on the side. So, we're not surprised once we leave it. So, how is the AC sound affected? Yeah, but since it's consistent, you can just zero it out. Okay. So, do you want to be honest? Oh, what's that?